about the podcast video version and also audio, obviously, because it's a podcast. Hi, everybody. This is the fourth time that I'm trying to record this video. Today's podcast is going to be unscripted, unedited, just kind of a stream of consciousness sort of an episode. Um, I usually have some like points that I want to discuss today. I just kind of want to do the episode and I wanted to make it a video episode just because I was in the mood and I'm not going to edit most of this podcast. I mean, I've just the sound stuff and, you know, I just want to talk. And this is the fourth time that I've tried to do it because I have had a shit week. I've had a shit week. My neighbors suck. Everything sucks. But that's not going to get me down and that's not going to stop me from recording today's episode and talking about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. And I'm going to tell you why my week was shitty because I was in the previous recording versions. I was trying to not talk about it because I was scared, afraid, trying to tiptoe around the subject. Um, But I'm not going to do that. I really just want to say it out loud because... I had a shitty week and it's okay. People have shitty weeks. And I want to talk about what I want to talk about today is inspired by said shitty week and also a lot of things going on around in the world. Uh, You know, the footballer rape allegations, the stuff happening in Afghanistan. I mean, just everything is just highlighted. And I kind of just want to talk about you know, uh, power dynamics and uh, when you challenge authority and what happens then. And I'm going to get into it by starting off by telling you why I had a shitty week. And this is something that I felt really scared to even say out loud in my podcast because of my experience and how much I was gaslighting myself into thinking that it wasn't valid what I faced and how much I thought people hate me. Okay, so basically what happened? Where I work, I teach... I need to keep this vague, sorry. Where I work, and I work in India, um, for those of you not familiar, which I feel like everyone is familiar and Indians are as well, India is a very whitewashed country. So what I mean is we're very... We still have and revere people white people over our own culture our own community as much as we say that we are indians and we're proud of being indian uh you know the whole fair skin thing the whole eurocentric beauty standards we're a country that's very whitewashed very similar to a lot of asian countries actually so anyway at my workplace um there was a difference in income and wages and difference in work and responsibility uh, between the Indian workers and the white workers. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I don't want to get into details. I don't want to get into too much because it really is a very triggering, hurtful place for me to be. And I just want to move on from it. And I really contemplated even talking about this in today's episode But I really, because I had such a shit week, I really couldn't think about anything else that I wanted to talk about except this. And I am someone who my art 
reflects life and I cannot make work that is not inspired by something that happens to me and has some sort of relevance in my life. So hence today's episode, today's unedited, unscripted flow of consciousness episode. So anyway, that's all you need to know about the work thing, right? The discrepancy in wages between uh, white people and Indian people. And I recently decided to call it out and I wanted to get a justification as to why there was the pay discrepancy and shit basically went down (laughs) from there and I want to talk about this why I'm telling you this reason specifically or this situation is not to get validation from you guys about racism and not to even discuss racism at all and I'm not even pulling at that thread Mostly because I don't think India is ready for a conversation about race and racism at the level that I'm used to, which is the way that America approaches it. And I don't want to talk about it because I just this particular episode has left me scarred. So moving on from the racist conversation and the racist topic, what I want to talk about is what happens when you stand up for yourself or you stand up for what you believe in is right and more specifically as a woman this podcast is for Indian women it's for experiences that we go through and up until now I've kept it very lighthearted and sort of you know dealing with serious topics but in a funny comedic sense and talking about like sex and relationships and what I think I wasn't doing was really talking about situations that do make an impact and do make a difference in your in life as an Indian woman. And especially in a country that is so misogynistic and so oppressive towards its women, it was very I was very hesitant to deal with real topics because of a lot of things. Because I thought either I was too privileged to make those comments, either I was, you know, I had too good of a life to know how it is. And just everyday struggles that I felt like, oh, they're not that valid because I have everything else. I'm so lucky in every other aspect of my life that I didn't have any right to complain about things. But I think I do have a right to an opinion and a right to dialogue and discussion well one-sided now but please feel free to leave your opinions down in the comment section of my post but yeah so anyway today what I wanted to talk about and why the situation at work really sort of decided what I wanted this podcast episode to be about was when uh women stand up predominantly to male authority and what happens then so Every workplace, I think, has a boys club. Every company has a boys club. And every working girl has been in a situation where she's well aware of this boys club. Um, Men, I don't know if they're aware or not, but they definitely benefit from it. I mean, I know when I was um, working, there's, you know, boys clubs where they have the same interests they hang out together, they smoke weed together, and you will see maybe one or two women in this boys club, but you won't actually see 
a lot of acceptance from this boys club, especially if you're very feminine like me and you don't do any of the things that they do and, you know, whatever. And similar to my situation at work, there is a very apparent boys club. And this boys club have been working together longer than I have been working with them. So there's familiarity there. There's a dynamic that's been set. There's alphas, meaning the ones that are that have a lot of influence and that have a lot of weight. And then there's the other, you know, I don't want to say betas. I'm using alpha even very loosely, but for lack of a better term, betas. And uh, especially in the industry that I work in, it's very male dominated. It's a heavily male dominated industry and women. It's not that it's hard to break into this industry. It's hard to be taken seriously and it's hard to be acknowledged as an equal and given the respect that is due as a musician. Oh, sorry, I revealed what my industry was. Well, OK, there you go. Music industry. You know, it's not a big surprise. I think the music industry is very heavily male dominated and so are many industries. So, you know, it's I think everybody can sort of relate to this feeling. So anyway, um, in this boys club, I think there's a hierarchy of, of people and these these boys have sort of a cut. They're accustomed to maintaining these dynamics. So what I'm saying is if there's a alpha, so to speak, and in my case, in my industry, there's a lot of nepotism. There's a lot of, you know, pseudo alphas because of this nepotism. And uh, they get treated like royalty by these betas because they think that these people hold influence or they want to seek the approval of these, you know, so-called people who are I don't know, hold some kind of influence. And the thing is, any industry has, uh, you know, the one, the, the first to market, the first to market people. And in my industry, you have the first to market musicians who were there at a time where it was the golden age of our industry and they had to, the ability to perform and whatever. And uh, that was probably 100 years ago. Now they hold on to any sort of relevancy by dominating any new person who does music. And in my experience, they've been very condescending about new musicians. They've, you know, just eliminated a possibility of anyone making good music by their standard. They, they become gatekeepers, essentially, because they want to hold on to any sort of relevance. And I've Made another video about this on my IGTV, on my personal Instagram. I'm going to have to edit a little bit of this because I just went out of focus. Okay. So anyway, older generations um, usually are the first to market to de facto become gatekeepers of what's good music and how the industry operates and how things need to be done uh, by their standard. So these type of gatekeepers are the people that you want to please and these gatekeepers run the boys club. And where I work, I stood up to one of these gatekeepers, these alpha people, which is in um, much like acting or any kind of entertainment industry is a risky, almost suicidal attempt. Apparently, I don't think it is. But to stand up to 
these kind of people and to stand up for what you believe in is right. I had one of these gatekeepers, one of these big influential musicians threaten my career. And I experienced that threat in action very much so this past week by challenging this authority and by challenging the power dynamic. I exposed myself into this basically what I can only describe as a hate campaign and a uh, skill assassination. So when I called out this pay discrepancy and when I said that, you know, why is the white person getting paid more than me um, and wanted an explanation, I the result of that became tone policing. It became about my skill and it became about my experience instead of it focusing on the injustice and that's kind of what happens I think across the board when anyone strays away from the norm of how things are done so there was another Instagram post that I happened to see when I was going through this shit storm about a girl who's talking about the Ronaldo rape case and she getting this influx of rape threats and death threats from Indian men who are ardent football fans. And that's not the first time, unfortunately, that's happened. I I mean, there's been women on Instagram that I follow that, or, you know, I would say women or non-binary people that have exposed their bodies on Instagram and accepted their body and their power. And it it's it might not be bodies that look like the norm and they've got a ton of hate and they've got a ton of death threats and rape threats just for either owning what's theirs and speaking up for what they believe is right and uh, our country operates in such a way that I have never experienced this before and I'm this is why I felt I wasn't able to talk about so many things because I felt like my privilege protected me. My privilege protected me from so many things and it did and it does. It still does. Even this experience that I have, it's, I I was not privileged in my situation that happened this week. I was not privileged there. But my privilege has largely shielded me where up until this point, even in America, I had never faced such a, distinct racist act and I even hesitate to call it that because I was gaslit into believing that that might not be the case that it might actually have to do with my skill level and my uh, what their opinion of me was and that took away my power and it took away a lot of my power when they told me that this was not the way to approach things. It took away my power when they, you know, this one asshole in the group removes me from a WhatsApp group, right? And makes me feel like everybody hates me. It took away my power when nobody else felt the need to bring up this conversation. And apart from one incredible friend who works with me, to stand by my side and help support me and communicate to the authorities on behalf of me. Nobody stood up for what I was saying. 
apparently because of the approach. And this was this was hard because I don't I don't hate anyone for being on the fence about things. I don't hate anyone for not taking a side. I, I don't hate anyone for not saying anything. But I do feel isolated in all of that. And that's something I kind of want to talk about is how isolating it feels when you stand up for something that you believe in or when you stand up for what you believe is right. And when you do that, you know, a lot of motivational speakers, a lot of people will tell you that you open yourself up to hate and criticism, and you do. But you also open up your open up yourself to a, a feeling of loneliness because of a larger system that will not change no matter how much you stand up against something that you feel is wrong. So in my situation, particularly, nothing would change because that's how things are in India. That's what I would get told a lot. That's how the way things are. And no one wanted to have a conversation because this system benefits a few and it benefits the system as a large. And I am you know, in, in, in any sort of corporate sense, a lot of us are made to feel like we're dispensable and that if tomorrow they get someone, you can be replaced and you don't have any control over that, which is a very, very, very disempowering feeling. You can have people tone police you and reprimand you for your approach, but when you're at the end of injustice, I think approach is never, you don't think of the approach when you're under attack. You just retaliate. And that's what happened with me. And I don't want to talk about it anymore because I will just, I, I'm going to talk about the themes and like stuff around it, but I'm not going to talk about my work thing anymore because it's just, it's just too triggering for me. And it's super toxic and it's something that I want to, really stay away from and it 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 really is even taking me so much to say it out loud and talk about it on my podcast because it's there's a nagging voice in my in the back of my head that goes what if you're wrong what if you're you actually suck and that's not true for me that's not true there's a very obvious injustice that I suffered And nobody felt the need to either correct it or talk to me. It was just, you need to accept it. And again, there's many, many layers to this because this is also a toxic work environment. And, you know, um, so, but what it did become, I felt, was that nobody expected me to have the gumption or the gall to say anything because everyone was so complacent and quiet about the system in place and don't get me wrong I can I look back now and I mean it wasn't that long ago but I look back now and I think okay maybe I was an idiot to call it out maybe I was I was just I mean you know my life would have been easier if I just shut up about it and let just collect my paycheck and live a good life and not bother about that at all and sure that's fair and a valid argument and a lot of people choose that but when it comes to something that you're passionate about 
and something that you feel attacked on, it becomes very difficult for you to not take it personally. And I feel like that particular situation that happened to me was personal. It felt personal because I don't know, man, I, I, it's a toxic work environment. And okay. So one of the situations that I kind of like brushed into, but I want to divert, divulge into a little bit more is, you know, me getting kicked out of a WhatsApp group, which sounds like such a ridiculous thing to be talking about. It's like, okay. Um, but what this brought to light was how people like stay on the fence about things and no one really wants to take the side of the problem child and no one wants to take no one wants to stand up for anything because they just want to collect their money do their bit and fuck off and i get that well i don't know what i would have done in their place i well i kind of know what i would have done because i've been in that place i was at a meeting where i saw another employee get dragged in the mud and i felt the need to stand up for them And that's the one friend who supports me throughout all of this and has been there. I, what's strange is that you only get really few supporters who will be there for you when you're going through something that's wrong or when you've stood up for something that you believe in. Only a few people will actually vocally support you. And that can go for many different situations, not not just necessarily with, you know, what I've experienced, but anything that you do that's against the fray, you will get almost zero support. And then you can gaslight yourself into thinking, well, am I right? Because it's so psychological for us. The need to belong to a community or a herd mentality thing. It's so, it's such a, caveman need of ours to fulfill that when you when you are at the end of something that's hurtful to you and an injustice or something that feels directed at you or an attack on you you fight with yourself to either belong to that community be a part of that community which is people pleasing or swallowing your whatever opinion and then just moving on or you feel the need to defend yourself. And a lot of the times women in India are not, the option of defending yourself is a tough one and it's a lonely one. And the option of standing up for yourself is a tough one and is a lonely one. And very few people will support you. And the people that do support you are just I have realized the most valuable people because they make you feel a little less crazy and they make you feel like you did the right thing because they truly believe you did the right thing and not because they're gaining something out of you and those kind of friendships are selfless and loving and that that kind of support means everything to someone who is on the at the end of an injustice and you realize how a lot of people in this world are so selfish. And I don't want to fault that because I think selfishness is a necessary part of being in society. But it also really puts into perspective so many things that when you are 
facing an injustice and someone benefits from that and that someone was your friend and they won't either stand up for what's right because they're benefiting or they want nothing to do with it because they don't want to get involved in problems you start really questioning the kind of relationships that you build in life and the kind of people that you come across and when you stand up for yourself it really brings to light a lot of these dynamics and a lot of what you thought were good people and it's been a very difficult journey for me to accept that people are weak and people are selfish and people will do what's best for them people are selfish people are people are weak people don't want to take a stance and I don't know what level to fault them for it because it's their life and their prerogative but it stings it really does sting and you're on your own and this has been a hard lesson for me to learn and I can't imagine what it's like for people who've suffered even more grave injustices and how really truly brave it is to speak up about it and to speak up about what is right and it's so easy to be an observer when some injustices happen to someone else and they speak up about it and you're like oh my god that is so wrong that is something that you need to speak up about because you're in the safety of not being directly involved in that situation and when you are directly involved in that situation i think humans behave quite differently differently than we would think we would um and just by you know speaking up speaking out about this experience of mine and this injustice that i faced and honestly kind of tiptoeing around it and not really being super upfront with what happened and all the details and everything um i can't imagine what it's like for rape victims to come out and actually go against everything that their instinct is trying to protect them from and speak out about something that happened and it's it's powerful to me it is so powerful and i did not recognize it till recently till i had to face an injustice myself and decide to speak about it and what sucks is that women get told a lot about their approach to injustice we get told well why did you do that why did you have to say it like that why did you have to piss off the people that sign your checks why did you have to i don't know give the this impression why did you now people will think of you this way or people will think of you that way and you know everything like my parents especially with this particular event were trying to protect me and they were trying to tell me you know why was this why did you have to stand up against this why did you have to take this up when you know it's a difficult economy out and you're just lucky to have a job or why did you have to disrupt the you know whatever delicate balance there was of these people like what is it to you they don't matter so it shouldn't have mattered but it does it does matter and it does matter to call out some things that you don't think are right because if you don't call it out people will just continue to behave 
in the most and continue their unjust behaviors. I don't think if I was to keep quiet about a pay discrepancy, would they suddenly get up and realize, you know what, we should pay her more. No, if you get paid less and you shut up about it, they will continue to pay less. And if you stand up and say that, hey, this is unfair that we're getting paid different amounts, then the conversation can begin. And however that conversation ends, at least you've stood up for something that you felt was wrong. And I know that a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different other external arguments like, well, you could lose a job if you stand up for something that you believe in or you could piss off the wrong people. And I think that's giving people too much power, especially and not giving yourself enough. It's giving people too much power and not enough to yourself to say, hey, you can't treat me like that or you can't get away with this. I think my whole goal for this particular episode is to um, I'm kind of just honestly validate my own feelings a little bit and to hopefully provide some sort of vindication to anyone that's gone through this or experienced this, this isolating feeling of standing up for yourself and standing up for what you think is right and have everyone just sort of treat you like the problem child or kind of you know not take your side and I I know it I see you it's hard it's difficult and don't let anyone tell you that the approach could have been right or there's a way to say things because if it's something that you feel strongly about it doesn't matter how you word it I also really believe in women supporting women and I am lucky, so, 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 so lucky to have female friends that have been in my life that love and support me and I love and support them. And there's no selfishness in our relationship. Um, a huge, huge, huge thank you um, to two of my friends one used to work where I work and one currently works where I work for being there for me and for being the support that I need and for validating how fucked up what I was going through was and for not being uh people who are selfish or people who are just take advantage of you know nice people I guess I don't know or people who are not opportunistic. And um, yeah, I think it, it takes a lot for women to support women. And I didn't think that would be the truth. I think women just unconditionally supported women. But that's not true. There are women out there uh, that don't care. They do not give a single fuck about you. They'll just want to do what's best for them. And to each his own. I can't fault them for that. But I think... Um, as I grow older in my life, my values are getting clearer about how and what kind of people I want to surround myself with and what kind of people are important and what kind of people deserve my energy and how I don't really care about what people think of me because I think it becomes a very dark path to go down when you start thinking about what other people are going to think of you because I think the moment we prioritize what other people think of us we it's it's a form of self-betrayal we don't think about what 
we want. We don't stand up for what we want. And it's, you know, in my life, that kind of mentality doesn't serve a purpose anymore because of my past and, you know, whatever I've been through. It just doesn't. I love to be around people that say what they feel and support them. I'm just really getting a clarity of my values, really. And I'm sorry this episode has sort of just been a stream of consciousness rant and not the funniest comical episode that we were expecting. But I definitely think it was important for me to kind of get this out of my system and talk about what an isolating experience it is to to stand up for yourself and to really understand and get uh, to really be forced to make a choice between being accepted by everyone or kind of standing up for yourself and being accepted by yourself and it's not easy it's not easy standing up against people or a community it's not easy uh you know deciding that to speak out about an injustice i know there's a lot of other arguments um, that I got, which were to, you know, ultimately, what's the uh, what's the objective, right? Do you want change and to approach it with the objective, with the, the approach that leads you to fulfill your objective? And people make mistakes. I know I have. I feel like I have. But when when you are attacked and when you're when you're at the end of an injustice, it becomes very difficult to to correct your approach and to, you know, be palatable when you're the one who's on the end of something that's, I don't know, difficult. So, um, yeah, I, I don't really know, you guys. I, I, I'm sorry this episode has been uh, sort of low and not that not that funny um I don't know what I was trying to achieve with this episode except that if you are someone who has had the audacity or the kind of honestly the the big tits energy to stand up for what you believe in to not care about what other people think more power to you uh, my camera's battery is flashing so it might die in a second so um yeah more power to you. I'm there with you. I will support you. Thank you guys for joining me on this sort of ranty, depressy kind of episode. Um, I will see you guys tomorrow. Not tomorrow. I will see you guys next week with a better, more peppy, upbeat uh, episode. But this week was kind of shit. So anyway, I'm still glad to. I'm still. I'm glad I still got to put up an episode and talk to you guys. Um, yeah. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting my podcast. It means the world. I will see you guys in my next episode. Till then, take care. Say what the fuck you want and stand up against people that try to oppress you and stand up for what you believe in. All right. Love you guys. Goodbye.